It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Syracuse football, it's back. Spring game happening tonight, but more importantly, just six days away, seven probably for Syracuse fans, the NFL draft lingers and Syracuse has a handful of names in the conversation. We bring in an NFL draft guru. He's a good friend of mine. He has all the knowledge and our longtime listener since I've joined, he's going to be a familiar face for you. It's your Locked On Syracuse Friday. Let's get right after it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Happy Friday. Owen Valentine here on your Locked On Syracuse Friday. Thanks for making it your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. We used to see him for a chat with Chadwick, but let me tell you, a lot has happened since the last time we saw him. PFF, college football analyst and the host of the brand new podcast, Preferred Walk On, Max Chadwick, a friend my former roommate, I'll out us fine, yeah. joins the show. Max, thank you so much for coming on. I was just going to say, you know, saying, oh, a good friend of mine. I was like, dude, we lived together for three years. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I would probably say a little more than that. But, yeah, man, I, I love being on. Uh, you're very smart for not having me on during basketball season because you just probably don't want that negativity on the air here. But, uh, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited to talk about some uh, Syracuse in the NFL draft. Actually, a pretty decent year for Syracuse in the NFL draft, I would say. Very much so. And notably, you know, as Central New York goes, you are allowed to share negative basketball thoughts on this uh, on this podcast, Max. So if you ever have a thought, you can share it here. But we're talking football today. Mm-hmm. We have a handful of guys, and, and that's not always the case with regards to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And although there's been quite a bit of coaching change, uh, this seems like It was the culmination of what we saw in some pretty good development uh, with a lot of guys that were, you know, lower tier players and three star guys that came through the program and developed effectively, which is, you know, Syracuse's bread and butter in terms of what they can do, whether or not that's what you want them to do. Different episode, different story. Uh, We'll do that over the summer many times, I'm sure. But Syracuse, the last couple of years, Max, they've sort of developed themselves into a school that can get you three-ish NFL guys, uh, whether it's through the draft or free agency, uh, over the last couple of seasons. No, you're completely right. I mean, like you mentioned, like this year they have potentially four draftable players. We'll get into that in a little bit. Last year they had a couple picks in Andre Sisco, if you Melifonwu, uh, or a couple years ago, I should say they didn't have anyone in 2022. But uh, in 2020, Alton Robinson, Sterling Hoffrichter, or King, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, and before that, you know, it was, it was a rough going, you know, whereas like, one seventh round pick every year now it's like okay now you're getting potentially this year a couple if not three day two picks we'll get into that i I, i'm sure in a little bit but uh and but now i mean like i said you got four guys that you could see get drafted 
Uh, and then a fifth one that very well could could push to be one of the top at his position in the draft that probably won't get drafted uh, in Andre Schmidt, the kicker. But he's probably a top five kicker in this draft, I would say, too. So, like, he could push for some NFL time next year if a team, you know, needs a kicker. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's very cool to see Syracuse finally have, you know, real prospects in the NFL draft. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately, they, they lose a couple to the portal as well, but they're there have been, in terms of NFL talent, over the last three years, probably excluding last season, as you mentioned, uh, guys going through. And unfortunately, you lose Deuce Chestnut, you lose Jihad Carter, uh, yeah. both of whom are, are guys that, that have the potential to, to get to the next level. But uh, you can say what you want about not being able to retain them. But And uh, quite frankly, the on-field performance of the, the team as a whole. But NFL-wise, they've been, they've been doing pretty good. And as you mentioned, three, four, maybe a fifth in terms of when all is said and done, guys that could end up with teams. Uh, we'll start with with the guy that's the biggest name. He's a guy that I did a hit for uh, on one of our other lockdown shows. I'm not sure which show it will end up making its way onto, uh, but we, we talked about him a little bit. Matthew Bergeron, mm-hmm. uh, a guy that I think flew under the radar, and I think you could also argue continues to fly under the radar and then shot onto a lot of people's scene uh, with his performances at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, one thousand percent. I mean, yeah, under the radar is is putting it lightly. Like he was barely a top nine hundred recruit coming out of high school, uh, which is par for the course, honestly, for Syracuse nowadays. But he turned into a very, very good player, and he's a very, very good pass protector. Um, you know, he had an eighty point nine pass blocking grade this past year for PFF, which is very, very good against some really good edge defenders in the ACC too. I remember that uh, there's a lot of really good edge defenders in the ACC right now. So run blocking, obviously. Not the the strength for him. Uh, he's, he's got great balance. Got to get a little meaner. Uh, not Like I said, not the meanest in the run game. Um, but he's so solid in so many different ways. And I know some people actually think he could play a little bit of guard because uh, the arm length is is only you know less than 34 inches, which is really kind of like in the 25th percentile for, for tackles. But he's a guy that, you know, I personally, I would take him in the second round. Um I've seen some people say late first round. I don't think he'll sneak into that range, uh, but he could be a shocking pick in the first round. But for me, I think he's a guy that you're going to take in the middle of the second round and, and be pretty happy with it uh, in terms of how he is as a pass protector. I I think when you, you look at, at fundamentals, at raw talent, at, at build, athleticism, the, I, I like his footwork, quite honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think he's got a lot of those tools that, you look for, and you know, as an NFL team and NFL scouting department, you, you know, you can you can work through those things, and you see the potential there, even if you have to refine a few things and maybe the run game stuff like that. Uh, it, it's funny to see, in all honesty, a, a Syracuse O lineman mm-hmm. in in the draft <laughs> conversation, especially you know as early as you said, it's maybe a, a surprise late first theoretically. Uh, most likely a, a mid-second guy, but it's a bit surprising to see an O-lineman because we seem like we always are, are right on the O-lineman's path. But this is a guy, as you mentioned, that, that's got the ability to and the versatility, I, I think, that a lot of teams are allowing to jump off the page uh, where, where this would work. Can I put you on the spot? You're going to hate me for saying this. Can you give me 
let's say, uh, and I'll, I'll revisit these in a week or so. Can you give me like a five pick range where you think he is going to fall? Yes. I will say 50 to 55. I think it's safe, but I mean, I, I, a couple of my colleagues at PFF, Trevor Sekimo and Connor Rogers, two of the best minds in, in the draft game, in my opinion. Um, they had him as an early second round pick in their latest mock draft. So like I, this guy's, like I said, this is a guy that could go top 40 uh, very early in the second round. For me, I would say where I would take him probably is in that like 50 to 55 range. So still a second round pick for Syracuse, which is pretty good. I mean, they haven't had a second round pick in, let me look right now, since literally the last time they had a first round pick, which was Justin Pugh in 2013. They haven't had a second round pick or a first round pick since then. So I think they could potentially have two second round picks, honestly, uh, in this year's draft. The last true second round pick, unless I am blind looking at my sheet right now, is Adam Terry in 2005 to the Baltimore Ravens. You're right. I'm looking at it so, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it has been 18 years since a second round pick has come out of Syracuse, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is exciting. And I think the my favorite part about that is the possibility of that surprise factor where you've heard rumblings. And I know people were talking about sort of how you, you didn't even want to talk about Bergeron if you were, you know, an NFL staff during the senior bowl, because you wanted him to stay under the radar and you didn't want people to realize that like, right. that was the guy that is really jumping off a page for you. And a guy that's bringing a lot of surprise factor, I think you're going to be able to, to have that excitement watching day one, uh, not that it's the most likely thing by any means, but, you know, as you said, Syracuse has not had any true day one anticipation in, in a handful of years since just yeah. a few. Uh, so that'll be fun. On the other side, we got more players to talk about. It's the Syracuse <laughs> draft preview. And we've got three, maybe four more guys on the docket. That is unheard of in terms of Syracuse as of late. I'm going to send Max behind so he doesn't have to deal with our sponsorship. Not that he shouldn't want to, though. I'll tell you that. Right now, we're going to chat a little bit about my friends at Built. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all of the sugars and calories, you need the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. You got to try it. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, Built Bars and Built Puffs, they're healthy. They taste amazing. They're so amazing, you won't think they're good. You got to try it. And what makes them so good, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. They're not lying to you. It's real chocolate. All of them, they come in delicious flavors. Churro, here's my favorite one right here. Write it down. The peanut butter brownie and the cookies and cream. I don't know how they do it. It tastes like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. They're healthy. 130 calories four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around for a delivery anymore. For years, we've talked about ordering at Built.com. Now you can get them at Walmart or Sam's Club, but you can still get those specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club today. Grab yourself some Built, and then you can come back and thank me later. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock 
deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Max Chadwick, our PFF friend, my former roommate, the three-year roommate at Syracuse, <laughs> a guy that I, I think made me watch more draft content than I will ever watch again in my life. Forcibly, yeah. But right now we've got him because we need him. Syracuse, <laughs> preview in the draft on your Locked On Syracuse Friday. We just talked a little bit, Matt Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Let's talk – I'm going to actually push it to you. We've got two guys that I think can go in in that mm, maybe day two, early day three range. Mm-hmm. Sean Tucker, Garrett Williams, who gets picked first? And we'll start with them. Oh, I think it's Garrett Williams. And I actually think um... – Tucker, I would say, is borderline day two, day three. I think Garrett Williams, I would be surprised if he makes it to day three, honestly. Uh, awesome. I think he's a guy who I also, on the PFF draft board, he's – so Bergeron is 53 overall on the PFF draft board. Garrett Williams is 57 overall on the PFF draft board. So we're talking about potentially two second-round picks for Syracuse, which, like you mentioned, they haven't had a second-round pick in uh, 18 years. So that would be pretty impressive for Syracuse. Of course, they've had two first-round picks since then with Chandler Jones and Justin Pugh, but – uh, yeah, if they can get two second-round picks, though, that'd be a, a good sign for potentially recruits, which I know Syracuse has been struggling on that front recently. But, uh, yeah, Garrett Williams is a guy that, you know, as much as we're, we're hyping him up as a, a Syracuse product, it's almost like he almost shouldn't have gone to Syracuse because I think he was kind of screwed in terms of the scheme that he played in. You know, he, he's a guy that his footwork, I think, is his best attribute. I think he's a really good man uh, coverage corner. And only 35% of his career snaps came in man coverage. So this is a guy who played a lot of off coverage, uh, a lot of zone coverage. Um, I think he's a guy who can mirror receivers effortlessly. This is a lot of projection here. You know, this is not like a guy that you're going to turn on tape and maybe be the most impressed with. He still played well in all three of his years at Syracuse. Don't get me wrong before he tore his ACL, obviously, last year. But I think he could have been a lot better in a different scheme. So if you're an NFL team that plays a lot of man coverage and you need a corner on day two, I think Garrett Williams would be a really good one. And I think, obviously, you know, he, he wasn't able to work out at all after coming off the torn ACL. Uh, we'll see how long he's out during his rookie year. Um, but I think he's a guy that I would take in the second round. I mean, he originally was in the first round range on PFF's draft board uh, early in the season. And then obviously he fell down due to, due to injury. But uh, yeah, this is a guy I, I still think could be a second round pick. If I had to make a prediction, I'd probably say third round pick for Garrett Williams. But we're still talking about a day two guy uh, that I think for Syracuse. I was going to ask you if, if it wasn't for the injury, where would he have most likely fallen in it? It seems like he would have been. Uh, a fringe first rounder for for sure had it not been that injury uh this past season but this is as you that you know for for three seasons performed for Syracuse and mm-hmm. seemed like he you, you want to call it lucky for whatever reason when it came to the freshman year interceptions whatever you want to say you still have to be standing there in the right spot uh and catch the football to get an interception like that this was a guy that you know, made an impact early on and you sort of like, Oh, all right. I didn't mm-hmm. know that this was the type of player you were going to have here. And then you're like, Oh, he's, he, he's lucky. He's going to fade out. You're not going to see it. And he just kept doing it. Did yep. he get burned every once in a while? Yeah. Part of it, you could blame on scheme as you might've mentioned. Part of it is, you know, sometimes you get burnt uh, and it does happen, unfortunately. Uh, but it is a, a guy that I think, 
has that potential. And obviously you've got a question mark coming back from injury, but the guy that has potential to be a very, very big impact player. Mm -hmm. um, where do you sort of see, uh, do you have a comp for him? Like, where do you sort of see him in terms of it? Or is it because of what he played? Is, is there not really a, a solid comp for, for him by any means at the NFL? So I'm not going to act like, um, you know, I'm a college football analyst at PFF, so I'm not going to act like I'm, I'm fully into the draft mode uh, like I used to be. But I will take the comp from Mike Renner, uh, who is our lead draft analyst right now. And he said Christian Fulton, who is the Titans corner. He's a really good corner. I actually liked him a lot coming out of LSU. Uh, he's, he's had a pretty good career in the NFL so far. So, yeah, like I said, I think that's the kind of corner. Like, and Mike even said in the draft guy, which I'm, I have open right now, he said, in terms of mirroring receivers, he's a top five corner in this class. It's just everything else he's got to kind of work on. So, um, you know, we think that he could be really good in terms of uh, if you play off man coverage, uh, so not press man coverage. Like I said, he hasn't really played press at all in his career, but off man coverage. I think and you play that in your NFL scheme. I think that's a corner that you probably have pretty high on your board. And yeah, injuries, you know, are a question mark, but still, I think he's a guy that, you know, his mentality, you know, could, could use a boost to like Bergeron kind of two guys that don't really have that dog in them right now. Maybe eventually, um, you know, Williams won't be laying the boom in the run game, like Devin Witherspoon, the Illinois corner who probably will be a top 10 pick. Uh, does but I think Witherspoon is a guy who off man coverage. That's the kind of that's the kind of corner you want in your scheme. And in terms of just mi mirroring receivers and matching them foot for step step for step, I think he's one of the best corners in this class. So yeah, Christian Fulton is probably the the comp that I, I actually like that comp a lot in the PFF draft guide, which you can find at pff.com. So we have comps for every one of these players. So Christian Fulton is what uh, Mike had for Garrett Williams. All right, the next one, and this is a guy that. I, I remember the, the first day you turned his tweet notifications on. Uh, it's Sean Tucker. He is the most interesting man in the draft. Uh, Sean Tucker has had a weird sort of postseason into draft season, as we sort of talked about before we jumped on. A guy that we thought could have the potential to be you know, one of the, if not the top running back this season, potential wise, maybe not the mm. most likely guy to be number one uh, in terms of running backs, but a guy that had a year that was good, not necessarily great to those standards. Uh, and a guy that you think now is going to fall to possibly a, a day three spot. What is, you know, sort of the take on Sean? And obviously, as, as you know, more than anyone, the, the running back is an interesting position with regards to the draft. Yeah, he's not going to be a first-round pick like a lot of Syracuse fans uh, thought. But I think he's going to be – he's going to push for a day-two pick. And, you know, he's going to be end of the third round, if anything. The other thing that really just hurts him, honestly, in this draft is that it's a really, really good running back class. Like, really, really good. So, um, that's going to – might push him down a little bit just because there's so many good running backs in this class. Um, but also – you know, so right now he's number 102 on PFF's draft board. And if you look at, you know, the order of picks, literally the last pick of the third round is 102nd overall. So he is right on that edge of being a third round prospect for us. Um, but, 
you know, we talked about the comps before in the PFF draft guide. This is probably a comp that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. And I want to remind people that this is based off how they play, not how good they will become. But Jonathan Taylor was the comp for Sean Tucker in the PFF draft guide, the rushing champion a couple years ago. Uh, obviously, one of the top running backs in the league. You're, that's the kind of guy that you're looking at, like in terms of explosive running back. Um, he's he, That's really his, his, you know, Mike said it, he's kind of a one trick pony. Uh, in terms of just being an explosive runner, but he's like that one trick can work in the NFL. He's not a good receiver uh, at all. Honestly, he hasn't really done anything in the receiving game, uh, but he's got really good explosiveness. Uh, he's not the biggest, but he plays like he's huge. Like it's actually surprising when you look at how big he is compared to what you see on the field. Cause he's only five foot nine, 205 pounds. And he plays a lot better than like bigger than that. Like that's kind of the size that like uh, Christian McCaffrey is. And you kind of look at it you're like, wait, I thought Sean Tucker was way bigger than that the way he plays so um he's a guy who bounces off tackles explosive runner like i said jonathan taylor was the comp in the pff draft guide i'm not saying he's going to be that good but that's the type of running back that you're kind of seeing uh in sean tucker so i think he's going to be right on the edge potentially syracuse could have three day two picks which would be amazing for the program but he's right on the edge if i had to make a prediction i would say he falls into that fourth round on day three but i don't think he'll he'll last very long in the fourth round on day three so uh it's a great running back class like i said so that's gonna hurt him he hasn't worked out at all which i think was a mistake for him he did that his own personal pro day which i thought which was weird um so we have no verified numbers on him which i think does hurt him because he is a guy that would have tested really well i thought and could have really boosted his stock by doing that for one reason or another he didn't work out at the combine nor his the syracuse pro day just did his own personal pro day that he posted to twitter um which is twitter's elite that's another pro for him but uh but yeah i think he's a guy that's going to be early fourth round pick if i had to make a prediction right now. it's kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the usa and now through june 30 get zero percent apr for 84 months or up to 3300 off select compact tractors see the details at kubotaorangedays.com your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Yeah, he, uh, I, I think it was, I don't know if he was cleared for, for combine stuff like that or, or whatever the official measurements were. So mm-hmm. that video on Twitter was, uh, was, was pieced together exquisitely. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a very interesting watch. There are some stats posted in terms of measurables, but once again, just like anybody who says they're six feet tall, uh, there's no verifying that uh, in terms of his video and his his measurables that he did himself. Right. Uh, do you think that he can be a starting running back, or is he going to be sort of a supplementary back that that's coming in, you know, situationally? I think he can be a, a two-down back, so he could be a starter on, but like in a in a committee, you know. Like mm-hmm. um, I don't think he's like the lead back because, like I said, he really adds nothing in the passing game. So that's why I think on first and second down, when you're running the ball on most of those plays, that's when you want him. But on third down, when you're most likely throwing the ball that's when he comes off the field for, you know, a complimentary back. So I could see him becoming a starting running back in the NFL. Like I said, um, he, he has the, the capabilities to do so as a runner. 
Uh, but I don't think he's a guy that you're going to, you know, try out there like Bijan Robinson, who's, you know, a, a generational running back prospect. I don't think he's a guy that you're going to try out there and be like, oh, that's our guy for three downs. We don't have to worry about it. Uh, I think he's a guy that, you know, you could be a two down back in the NFL. I'm not sure he'll ever be a three down back. The last one. This is the big question mark. Can mm. Syracuse sneak a fourth draft pick in with uh, Michael Jones? I called him the Night King because he he elevates everyone and raises everybody up with him. He is a locker room guy. He is a, a spirit guy, a leadership guy that you want in your program, you want in your team. Is he a guy that is going to warrant a draft pick? That is the big question, Max. It's a massive question. I think he should. I Like I said, this is uh, kind of why I wanted to emphasize how I'm a college football analyst because, like, I see guys like Michael Jones. And I'm like, this guy's awesome. And then it's like, you know, Mike, who's the, the guy who evaluates for the next level, he's like, a, you know, there's, there's different things that go into being just, just being an awesome college football player doesn't necessarily make him an awesome NFL player. But, uh, yeah, I think Michael Jones, he's currently a sixth-round prospect on PFS Big Board. I think he will sneak into that day three. Um, the big knock on him is that he's so small. Like he is a very, very small linebacker, uh, just under six feet tall, 229 pounds. Uh, he actually didn't even test all that great either. Um, his vertical wasn't that great. Broad jump wasn't good. Uh, short shuttle wasn't good either. His three cone was okay. So like this is a, he's in terms of athleticism, uh, Kentley Platt, who is amazing, uh, gives like a raw athleticism score, uh, to you based off how you test and he scored in like the 15th percentile for a linebacker. So athletically, nothing special size, nothing special, but on field play, like he was very good for Syracuse. I don't need to tell Syracuse fans that like as a pass rusher, he was phenomenal. He was very good in coverage. He was an okay run defender too. Like there really wasn't a weakness in his game. And like you said, he really raised like the night King raises up that entire Syracuse defense. And he's been great for uh, two years now, you know, last year he, he had a really good year too. So, I would take him. I would take a flyer on him. I think he's a guy that you want in your locker room. I think he's a guy that you would love on your defense. He's like a, a special teamer, too, because I think he's a guy that's going to give all of his effort on special teams. And honestly, as a six-round pick, if you're not contributing on special teams, you're not going to make the team as a six-round pick. So I think he's a guy who's going to contribute on special teams. Uh, I don't think he'll ever be a starting linebacker. Maybe he'll be a, a, a good backup down the line. But, yeah, I would take a flyer on him for sure and in, in somewhere in the six-round range. All right, Max, that, uh, that does it. We can give the nod to uh, our boy Andre Schmidt with Schmidt Happens Mm -hmm. uh, as a a possible pickup in terms of this squad. But those are Bergeron, Tucker, Williams, and Jones are the four uh, to watch out for. It could be a very, very eventful day two, as you mentioned, for Syracuse. So Friday, seven days after this episode comes out. Uh, could be a very big day in terms of Syracuse football and the NFL draft. Max, you got something new going on. Preferred walk-on. Give it the pitch. Let us hear it. Uh, give the elevator pitch because it sounds absolutely incredible. Well, thank you, first of all. And then, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a college football show. It's available on YouTube. Um, it's the main way you can get it. But obviously, you can still listen to it if you want to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, really. Um, but yeah, so I, I've been lucky enough at PFF to interview some amazing players at, at, so far. And I, I thought about it and I was like, dude, we're, these players are too good just for me to write an article and then that be done with it. You know, so I was like, why don't, you know, we, I, I really, it's not a PFF show, so it's not like they're backing it or anything like that, but they are allowing me to uh, post all these interviews. I'm doing other episodes too. 
uh, where I'll just be going into different topics in college football. Um, but every week we're going to have an interview and we just posted one with Caleb Williams, uh, who just won the Heisman trophy. And I'm um, going to talk about the draft next year's draft. He's going to be up there. I think with like Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck type of prospect, like that's the kind of prospect I think he'll end up becoming. Uh, we got Jordan Travis, who I think is winning the Heisman trophy next year. We got a couple tackles already who I think will both be top 10 picks next year. So yeah. And another D tackles me a first round pick, one of the top running backs in the country, uh, we got more planned down the line. Like, it is like the, 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 I'm not setting these up. I can't take credit for this. My PR guy, Dave Safaro is a literal machine uh, in terms of cranking these superstars out. So I cannot wait for it. Um, I, I, we just started it, but yeah, man, I, I appreciate the shout out. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm super, super excited to be doing a college football show finally and showing people all the, the interviews and, and everything else that we've been doing. Awesome. We will throw the, uh, we'll throw the link down below for those of you watching on YouTube. You can go straight from there or from here to uh to that first episode that came out this week max chadwick thank you so much for coming on that's all we've got for you today uh if you're looking for more check out max uh check out an old episode feel free to subscribe feel free to like uh throw it back to football season you might find an old showing of max on our chats with chadwick from the past (laughs) Uh, but that'll do it for our locked on syracuse friday have a great weekend everybody Be kind today, make somebody smile, and have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.